Hello listeners, this is Reed welcoming you to a uh, not-so-regularly-scheduled pre-roll, although I feel like we say that every time, and they're actually kind of regularly scheduled, so I don't know. But hey, if you've made it this far, congratulations! This is the season one finale! Wow! I forget how many episodes we're on, but like, oh my god, season one finale. But first, so we had a little bit of a technical hiccup, unfortunately, with our second to last session. So some of you probably know we were supposed to have an episode two weeks ago, but it turned out that the recording bot that we use in Discord didn't, didn't actually record us. So unfortunately, there was nothing that survived. There was no audio recoverable. So... We all got together the other day to do a bit of a reenactment for you. So it's going to be a little different of a feel from obviously a normal episode, but good news is the finale recording itself is completely intact. You get the benefit of some really cool editing from Amelia, some fun laughs, and uh, and a really, really kick-ass finale. So... A little business out of the way, I promise I've got more to talk about. So, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at OwnMech, that's O-W-N-M-E-C-H, on Twitter. We also have a Patreon, if you'd like to help us out monetarily, that is patreon.com slash bringyourownmech. And you can, for as little as $5 a month, support not only support us an indie podcast but you also get access to all kinds of patreon exclusives that you don't get on the normal podcast feed for example in the next month we have coming up as patreon exclusives a 45 minute long blooper reel and that's not counting our most recent recording so it might even be longer you also get early access to a brand new chassis chat with our resident follow expert, John of the TRP podcast, Tabletop Comics, and Vibrant Legends. And you get access to streamable cover songs from our show, including one that's coming up at the end of the finale. So make sure you stick around and listen. So support us on Patreon. If you can't support us on Patreon though, there's other ways you can. So you can leave us a rating or review on uh, your podcatcher of choice. And honestly, reviews are a huge deal. Word of mouth is a big deal for podcasts like ours. So tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your uncle twice removed, tell your dog. I don't know if dogs listen to podcasts, but they should. They should. They deserve nice things. But tell everyone and leave us a review. And in fact, leave us a review. And if you're listening to another show, leave them a review too, a rating. Because that stuff, that's important shit. So with that out of the way, we have a pretty big event coming up. Our one year anniversary is coming up on the 29th. And so we're calling it Beyond Day. <laughs> 
And so in honor of Beyond Day, Amelia is releasing a Bring Your Own mixtape, which is going to feature character themes and other music from the show, all in streamable, downloadable glory. And also, she's going to provide updated DRC Co. homebrew LCP files. So that's super exciting and also Patreon exclusive. So, well, except for the LCP files, those are not Patreon exclusive, but bring your own mixtape. Kind of awesome, right? With that in mind, first of all, I'm going to be real with y'all for a second. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this show. I can't even believe that we absolutely blew all of my expectations out of the water long before her first year anniversary showed up. And everything after this has just been icing on the cake. And it's really all because of you. You shared our show, you listened, you told your friends, you told your family, you told your coworkers, you told your dog. And that's why we are where we are. And that's amazing. We are so close to being able to meet our goal of paying our cast once a month, which would be awesome because we all do this for free, for free. And within our first year, we have almost hit that goal. We have hit our, uh, we, we pa- surpassed 10,000 listens. We are closing in fast on 15,000, which is just absolutely mind boggling. So thank you audience. Um, but I have some other folks that I'd like to thank. So firstly, I want to give a huge thank you to our guests this season. Ray, which is at Crystallize Me on Twitter, and Trevor at The Trevor on Twitter. Uh, thank you both so much for bringing Tika and Declan uh, to our table. You were both fantastic guests, and we really can't wait to have you back on again. Um, beyond that, uh, I'd like to thank all of our Chassis Chat participants. Thank you all so much for participating in our talk show, which has been really cool to see people interested in that and talking about games, about Lancer, about sci-fi. I mean, that's why I love doing this. I love collaborating with community members. So thank you so much for doing that. I'd also like to thank the various podcasting communities that um, I, myself, and other members of our cast are a part of. Um, I would like to give a special shout out to Pod Squad. You know who you are. Um, honestly, like you guys helped me out so much as I leapt into the unknown starting this show. And uh, I want to also thank the Lancer community. Thank you for supporting our show, both on Discord and on Reddit. You all were really positive. And honestly, it is so cool still to see people when asked, oh, is there a Lancer actual play podcast to listen to? That our name is always on the list. So really thank you all so much. I'd also like to thank our sister podcast, Goblets and Gays. Thank you for taking us under your wing and showing us your ways. 
and also lending us a non-zero, very significant amount of our listeners, for sure. Um, and of course, another enormous thank you to our Patreon supporters. You all are GOAT, okay? So, Patreon supporters, we have, as of recording, we have Austin Saitsama, Daffodil, River Supports Artists, Natalia Weaver, Nicole Viacres, Gnome, Crow, James Nevitt, Rocky Loy, Tao, Jennifer Chapman, Robert Ruthven, Alex Crow, Jordan Myers, Aaron Gundinez, Lost Cloud, and Keenan Geyer. Sorry, I'm probably butchering names. Um, Keenan is our newest Patreon supporter, and thank you so much for pledging to us. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would be in a position where I could pay my cast anything um, after our first year, and we're nearly there. We're $9 away. Anyways. Most importantly, though, there are four people that I need to thank. Firstly, thank you, Aki. Thank you for our show art, which is incredible. Thank you for uh, your incredible character work, your sketches, just your energy. Thank you for your legal and your community expertise. Thank you for bringing the voice of Moxie to life. I want to thank Dusty for our iconic logo, and for introducing us to the non-binary disaster that is Roadkill. And thank you for the memes. Your memes are so good. Thank you. I want to thank Aubrey also for her podcasting and her editing wisdom. Thank you for bringing us into the fold of the Goblets and Gays community, for you and Aki calling us your sister podcast. Thank you, of course, though, most of all, thank you for bringing Silver into this game. An absolute delight. And finally, thank you, Amelia, my dear girlfriend. Thank you for your hard work editing, writing our music, and voicing the world's buffest turbo matcha. Truly, without the four of you, this show would be nothing it wouldn't be what it is. So thank you all for taking this leap with me. So with all that sappy stuff out of the way, season one may be over after this episode, but we will be back. We have games planned and we are fervently planning season two. For those of you worried that season one is coming to an end, well, don't you worry. Moxie, Matcha, Roadkill, and Silver are going to be back for season two. We are already planning the next season. We are also planning interim games that will feature guests that we've been wanting to get on for so long. Uh, and besides the fact, too, more chassis chats, all kinds of new fun stuff. So keep an eye out. We're not going anywhere. We're going all the way, baby. So one little thing I have to say before I go. So we had a little bit of a technical hiccup, unfortunately, with our second to last session. So some of you probably know we were supposed to have an episode two weeks ago, 
but it turned out that the recording bot that we use in Discord didn't uh, didn't actually record us. So unfortunately, there was nothing that survived. There was no audio recoverable. So we all got together the other day to do a bit of a reenactment for you. So it's going to be a little different of a feel from obviously a normal episode, but good news is the finale recording itself is completely intact. You get the benefit of some really cool editing from Amelia, some fun laughs, and uh, and a really, really kick-ass finale. So, once again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> to bring your own mech my name is reed i am your host and gm my pronouns are they them you can find me on twitter at reed plays and you can find our podcast at own mech also on twitter let me have the pleasure of introducing our fantastic tap <laughs> let me have the pleasure of introducing our fantastic cast starting with amelia tell us who you are Hello, I'm Amelia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on Twitter and the interwebs at am underscore rids underscore music. And today, like most days, I am playing Nita, callsign Matcha, who also uses she, her pronouns. Hello, I am Dusty. I use they, he pronouns. You could find me on the lines of the internet at dustel, and I'm going to be playing Zoro Low, call sign Roadkill, also uses they he pronouns. Hey, you, I am Aubrey. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Mad Queen Cosplay. And uh, I use she her pronouns. And tonight I play Sawyer Davenport, uh, call sign Silver. Hello, I'm Aki. My pronouns are she her. You can find me all over the Twitterverse at Akinomi underscore art. And tonight I will be playing. Vim's a here bomb founder pumpkin guild out the third call sign Moxie, who also uses she her pronouns. You are in the loving embrace of Grunt, running away from Chateau de Corsican. And I'm assuming you are heading to your ship, the Winter Dracula. This is Grunt we're talking about. This is under uh, Vim's control. You can, like, if you tell Vim you want to go somewhere else, we probably could. But I think it is safe to say that we're that Grunt came to get us and we're yeeting back to the ship. Very good. Grunt carries you like a little kid with frog in their hands. <laughs> I was just imagining <laughs> running at full speed with their hands in front of them. But probably some of you have climbed into the big compartment. I just think that's very funny. 
a funny image. You get to the Winter Dracula. Cassandra is with you. The only issue is that your stuff that you checked at the coat and weapon check at the front of the mansion is still there. Do you want to grab that stuff and risk a confrontation potentially? Or do you want to just leave it and book it? I mean, I have all my stuff. Shit, did I give them my arm? You gave them? I, well, did they? I think the whole thing with, who was it? Of the Hitachi family? Yeah, Steve Hitachi. <laughs> Did they give you? I think they just said it's your arm. You keep it, but also yeah, yeah. You still gave them the arm. I think you still gave them their arm because you're like, well, it's a gun. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you guys. Uh, some of you guys dumped a lot of your stuff. Technically, Vim doesn't care about her guns, but um, yours are are, are important. I would assume. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna roll a d20. Anything eleven or above, Mach is gonna want to go back and get her arm. Mancha is also, I assume, <laughs> not doing great. Oh no. <laughs> Take a wild fucking guess. One. First one. roll of the game. Let's go. Is it a one? It's a natural fucking one. Let's go. Woo! Well. Leave the arm. Who cares? No one cares. You can always get another arm. Exactly. We'll get I you can literally arm. make you an arm. Like, it's yeah. fine. Vim has extras. I do have extras. You just have to walk around with a large tentacle for a little bit. <laughs> but Vim can make you can if you give if you somehow know the blueprints for your gun. Vim owns a printer, like a handheld printer. We can we can get your gun back twice as fast. If not, she can figure it out. This is her job. From a narrative perspective, it's basically just a heavy AC, and no matter what that is, you'd basically just like bolt it onto whatever heart suit she's wearing. So it's easily replaceable. So exactly. this is fine. This is exactly what I wanted. Did I want to roll a natural one? No, but I would say get all your ones out while you can, but you don't roll very well. <laughs> I've got to do some rituals over our break. <laughs> Probably a wise idea. I think we need an exorcism at this point. We may just need to throw all the dice out and get you completely one. I'm going to complain about this on social media. <laughs> I think you should. That sounds like the a first step to cleansing. Okay, does Matcha, like, mention her arm at all? Or is this all internal? Like, like is Matcha literally rolling dice in her head going, okay. <laughs> I can guarantee you, Matcha isn't really, like, thinking about the arm. She's mostly focused on the physical pain of being, you know, punched and stabbed and shot or whatever she was. Fair. And watching your clones die in front of you. Yeah, and also having to, like, do physical harm to a carbon copy of herself. You make it to the Winter Dracula just in time. You can see that there are... Imagine... Again, this whole Chateau de Corsican is kind of a play on a futuristic Versailles, both in the way that it represents the ultimate excess of the upper class of royalty and also the decaying facade underneath their moral bankruptcy. It's all for show, right? And so you see that they're sending out essentially what look like speeder bikes but it's got a bunch of these like powdered wig servants that are dressed in 
you know, 18th or 17th, an amalgamation of multiple different centuries of classic Versailles aesthetic. We're looking at, like, the waistcoats and the stockings and breeches and the fancy gold shoes, the white powdered wigs that are, you know, curled and go up like a foot above your head, those sorts of things. They're riding after you on these, like, little speeder bikes trying to get to your ship. What do you do? Get the fuck out of here. Zoom faster. Yeah. Make Grunt go zoom. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't think there's much of a reason to stick around. Yeah, Cassandra is like, we're, we're getting out of here, right? Who's, who's getting in the pilot seat? And that's also the GM going, I need a roll for whoever is flying this shit. I would say it's usually either Aki. I can do it as well. I mean, I have, get somewhere quickly, I have take control. The ship probably has some kind of, like... I don't know, defense things? Hmm. Some pew-pews? Either that, or I was thinking if there was a cannon, I was going to throw all the sex toys in there and shoot it at them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I love that. So, now that has to happen. <laughs> oh god. Oh so I was like, kind of look at Sora and he's like, I'm going to tidy up your room really quick. Don't ask questions. No questions asked. And then grab a bag. And I don't know. I think they're actually <laughs> just going to grab a bag. And you know what? There is a spare thruster in the cargo bay, loading bay, whatever. A spare thruster, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm throwing one of those too, so. <laughs> I imagine you're taking some. Uh, you're taking these, uh, you're, you're like packing all these sex toys in. Sentra's like uh, sort of looking like... Oh, um, are you sure you need to take that one? <laughs> Sandra will get you another. We don't have time for this. <laughs> right, right, yeah, of course. She blushes. Where is Mancha currently? I'm guessing she's just, like, still in the hands of Grunt, because, again, stabbed and probably shot and probably bruised. I, I think I think someone's probably helping you into the ship, into the med bay, yeah. Yeah. This isn't really, like, a role to help out or anything, but will be useful later if we do need to. Can I, like, do something to heal myself real quick? Like, plug up these, like, stab wound or, like, take care of it in some capacity? Well, you were a field medic for, like, what, two days? A few days, yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, you might know how to use, like, an emergency patch kit. Do you have a, like, patch trigger? The closest I have is survive. Eh, well, okay. I will allow that. This seems like a harsh, hostile, or unforgiving environment. Yeah. I mean, you have a bunch of weird French people coming after you. All right. Don't screw me over, dice. Oh no. It's what a natural two this time. I am. Do I need to lend you some of my dice? I have a bunch. Okay, what medical implement has Matcha found that she doesn't actually know how to use and really just makes her situation worse? Uh, I mean, honestly. AFib. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god, so you look and you see, okay, you have two patches in your pocket. 
One of them is like basically like a patching up wounds that like kind of semi cauterizes a gaping wound. The other one is defibrillator patch. Oh my god, this is so on brand and I hate it. You grab the defib. Do you use it on yourself? I just slap it on. I'm like, let's say I'm delirious with pain. I slap it on, not realizing what I've just done, and just go... It says, clear. <laughs> You're just... <laughs> and you all watch as Matcha just kind of starts to convulse and falls over. And actually, at this point, Matcha... Because it's really not a good idea to zap your heart if it doesn't need to be zapped. You're going into cardiac arrest. Jesus Christ! Oh lord. What the fuck? Hey, hey Aki. Um, so I think... So okay, here's here's the game plan. Um, I think we were gonna have uh, Vim go ahead and get the ship out of here because the French Revolution is coming to our doorsteps um, to stop them. Zoro uh, got all the sex toys from the room and is going to shoot them out of a thruster to make them like stop. Macho is going to heal herself. Instead, I shouldn't have said anything. I said she grabbed a defibrillator because Amelia rolled a two. Um, and now Amelia said, well, maybe Amelia, but definitely Macho is going into cardiac arrest. <laughs> Amelia has been in cardiac arrest since September 15th. Here's the thing. I... I have been patching everybody up as well. Maybe it would be better if... <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm okay with letting Jesus take any wheels, be it Macha's life or our actual <laughs> thing. However, we do have Copernicus who canonly knows how to fly the ship. So, my suggestion, I give Copernicus to Sawyer. Sawyer uses her ballerina legs to football sprint all the way down the hall and put Copernicus to the, the pilot seat so Copernicus can fly us out while I take care of Matcha. <laughs> I had to take a very deep breath. Rip Matcha. <laughs> it's usually just a mech, but now not, not this time. Yeah. Oh my god. So is the new game plan that Sawyer slash Copernicus flies us. Vim resuscitates slash stops the cardiac arrest and Zoro is still shooting a bunch of dildos at the French Revolution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, as long as Sawyer can get Copernicus to the pilot seat, we'll be fine. Because, again, canonically, Copernicus knows how to fly the ship, just like Vim. Vim is better at it because of obvious reasons, but Copernicus is a co-pilot nonetheless, and also an ordained minister in New Tijuana too. That too. Mm -hmm. And also a cameraman. A little bit of a Gary Stew, but like, you know, we love to see it. Copernicus is just blue from Blue's Clues. True. So it's honestly, that that is actually the most accurate description of Copernicus. So we're in the situation where Macha, you are sort of, you're not even gasping because your heart has stopped. Your eyes are sort of just rapidly going back and forth and you have stopped breathing. Vim, you just throw Copernicus at Sawyer. I catch him. Yeah, I lift up the baby boy, underhand toss him to Sawyer. So that way it's the easiest to catch. He's slick, like he's slimy. 
underhand toss is like the safest way to get him. And I just go get into the pilot seat. He knows what he's doing. Just just tell yep, him to yep, go. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. While that's happening, I'm like, I'm assuming where are we actually again? Like we're in the ship, but are we like in the cargo bay? Yes, cargo bay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll look at Cassandra. Cassandra's still with us. I just go, can you lift her? Put her up somewhere so that way I can go and fix her. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And she, like, surprisingly, even though Basha's really big, I mean, of course, Cassandra's also muscular, but not as tall and doesn't have quite the same musculature as Masha. But she actually manages to pick up Masha and is able to kind of, like, get her to some sort of emergency cot, I think, that, like, comes out of the wall. Similar to what Cassandra was actually on not too long ago. Slams Macha down and is like, can I get you anything else? What, what do you need? Bitch is in a cardiac arrest. Uh-huh. Um, not gonna lie. I don't know how to, how to help with that one. I can literally help you with a bunch of other things, like a stroke. Like a full-on full stroke. But not this one! Not when you defibrillate yourself! <laughs> so just give me a second to, to Google it. <laughs> I mean, you could. God, why can't I remember the method where you CPR? C- yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think usually CPR is CPR and or or yeah, an adrenaline yeah. shot. Yeah, I'm just gonna do CPR. Sounds good. Uh, go ahead and give me a roll for CPR. Uh, that's a patch because of applying medical knowledge. Yes, eighteen. Perfect. Thank fucking god. <laughs> Was there any doubt? Yes, yes. because it's me. <laughs> I, I, I like to fib. I like to fib some of my rolls because I roll too high sometimes. I like to defib. I don't mind. I don't mind. So, Aki, you are performing CPR and you put your fingers to her carotid, I believe, to see if her heart is beating on her own. You feel that there is a weak heartbeat that seems to be going on its own you were successful and as you realize this you feel a like a shaking of the ship as the landing gear is deployed and your ship the winter dracula begins to take off we go back to the cockpit of the winter dracula and we what is the scene that we see in the cockpit right now I have put Copernicus in the pilot's chair, and I don't know, maybe I will sit in the co-pilot's chair just in case. Very good. Copernicus has, like, one little slimy... Like, how many fingers do axolotls have? I don't know. I've always been drawing him with, like, three to four. Yeah, like, three to four fingers. (laughs) It's like like cartoon logic, you know, where most of the time they don't draw them with more than, like, four fingers. Literally, that, that's it. It's, it's just little tiny, it's Pikachu hands. That's what I think every time I draw Copernicus's hands and feet. Pikachu. Perfect. Pikachu hands. And Copernicus has one slimy Pikachu hand over the thrust. Another is punching in some other buttons and leaves behind this like very thick slimy residue all over the dashboard. You're gonna, It's going to take a while to clean that up. Your ship begins to take off. However, I'm going to need a roll. From either Aki or Sawyer, one of you. I'm not sure which one would make the most sense as a role for how well Copernicus takes off. 
Depends. Do you allow Copernicus and I to share stats? <laughs> um, I will say probably not. Copernicus is many things, but Copernicus is not a lancer. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So then, then I think it would make sense for Sawyer to make a role as Sawyer is now the co-pilot. Yeah. I, I do have get some more quickly. Okay. Let's do that then. Maybe I've given Sawyer a couple tips as Sawyer tends to chill with me. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm pretty <laughs> sure both the times we had to speed out of here, Sawyer was like, hey, what do I do? <laughs> uh, and I got a 20. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You are sort of like holding Copernicus. I feel like you're holding him in the seat so he can reach everything. <laughs> and you're holding him so well that everything goes perfectly. But you watch as he's like doing some pre-flight check stuff, all stuff that Vim taught him. And he looks at you for a moment and he licks his eyeball and hear a shutter lens. <laughs> and then he turns back to the display screen to the console dashboard and you feel a rumbling and ship takes off. However, the fresh revolution has reached you. So we go back to Zoro. Zoro, you're I'm guessing in like the weapons like like I'm assuming I'm imagining it's like a Star Wars type of thing where there's like a little seat and you have like little binocular things and then you can control the cannon outside or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is just like literally a spare thruster with like I don't know a web of just a ridiculous amount of sex toys. And also probably just like random shit thrown in there as well to give it some weight. <laughs> yeah, so much silicon. Silicon, you have to have some like, I don't know, maybe like just for extra measure, throw through some grenades in there too. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to argue, apply fist to face. Okay. <laughs> and this image that I spoilered will be what I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it is a silicone humanoid fist with an arm attached to it. Yes, yep. meant for... Well, it's built in America. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you know I'm gonna say yes. You bastard. So, I rolled a 12. That turns into a 16. Fantastic. So, tell me what happens to the French Revolution bigwigs on motorbikes that are coming for the Winter Dracula. I would say as Zoro feels the rumble of the ship going up, uh, they're going to quickly like go down the bay door and as they're flying, the Zoro is going to um, shoot it off. And I think the the French Revolution is going to like on the motorbikes skid in front of it. I don't even think they hit it. And there's a moment of confusion and then it explodes and silicone and fist flying into the faces of these people and just other stuff that I'm not going to say on this podcast so we don't get a M rating, adults only rating on podcasts. Is that a thing? I don't well, know. we're already explicit, so... Yeah, we talk oh. about going into the booty hole our first episode. You know I what? And that is you, in acting like, you acting like that is the worst thing we've talked this about. This is also <laughs> The fucking yeah. French Revolution is after us, and we just happen to be on a rebranded ship. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Yeah, so... 
all these people on the motorbikes get hit in the face with one shrapnel from grenades. Also, silicone fists, 20 inch dildos, huh. uh, you know, barbed whips. I don't fucking know. Name every sex toy that you know of right now. I can't believe Reed is gatekeeping sex. <laughs> <laughs> And it's an explosion of shrapnel, smoke, and silicon as we fly away in the distance. <laughs> so, the Winter Dracula takes off, and soon you are past the atmosphere and you're in the vacuum of space. You're not safe yet, but at the very least, you are out of immediate danger. We go back to the cargo bay where Vim and Cassandra are caring for Macha. And Macha, we look in your eyes as you are sort of coming back to, and then the world fades away and we are within your memories, your dreams once again. It's the same dream that you had before. That feeling of pain you are dying there is ice and snow all around you a wreckage of some sort of vehicle perhaps it's a mech around you you open your eyes and you realize you realize that the comms are working just well enough that you can patch into them you patch in and you say Leela you're my only and you wake up with Vim and Cassandra standing over you. Don't fucking do that! And I smack the shit out of you. I smack you with the full force of, I don't know how much force I have. I smack you with, I, I, let, me, let me look at my sheet. With the prosthesis? I smack you with however much I have and blow something up. It's, 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 a, it's a whole smack. It's a loud smack. It's full of feeling. So if you were dazed before, you are dazed too now. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Macha is like full on sobbing at this point. What? Oh, uh, and Cassandra looks very uncomfortable. Like, um, I, I'm gonna go find Sawyer. Yeah, you go. You, 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 you go. You go do that. Did, are they still there? We're, we've flown off. We haven't necessarily lost them yet. But you used a fucking defibrillator on yourself. I, that was, I don't, I, I just want, and Macha's going to try to slowly, like, sit up. And I'm going to, no, back, down, I swear, I'll use it again. I, I'm sorry, I just, I thought it was the right thing and I fucked it up like I usually do. You did. And it was not the right thing. It was not. But it's okay. You're it's actually not okay. I don't know if you know what the, the difference is, but just <laughs> that's we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it all out later. We just gotta get the fuck out. I don't even know where Zoro is. I thought Zoro went that Way and she tries to point towards the Bukake room. I don't know. If you think I was paying attention to that after you zapped yourself, 
No, no, I was not. Oh, I think they're in there. And I, I think I just need to... I'm just going to try to keep getting up to go No, to. you're going to lie the fuck down because you jump-started yourself. Yeah, but I think no. I'm, I think I'm good now. I think No, I, no, you're going to lie the fuck down or else I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> I will Shit. knock you the fuck out. I will punch the green out of your hair. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's a new one. I just thought I, I just want to be useful and I keep fucking everything up for everyone. You are plenty useful and fine when you're not defibrillating yourself. You're literally <laughs> great every other time. I'm just getting to all this shit. I just... That's okay. We're all full of baggage. Sawyer had to get married. That's so much baggage. I don't even know. Zoro had a twin. Zoro can't even show his fucking face in half of the galaxy. That's baggage. I... You're fine. I... Punched myself in the face. I. That's I a, no, yeah, no, that's a lot of baggage. It's fine. You're you're on the baggage ship. You're literally in the cargo bay. You're where you're where you're supposed to be. It's fine. And they were saying all the shit like they kept me around. I'm someone's property. I'm invaluable. I. I thought I was useful, and now I'm not. But now I'm too useful, and. Everything is shitty and... Okay, you're having a full-on, full identity crisis, so I'm just gonna speed run this part, and then we can go through it at a later date, okay? So I'm not, I'm not invalidating you here. We're just gonna speed run this little, one little part right here, and then we'll get to it again later, okay? Okay? You say okay that you understand this? Uh, what are we speed running? We're gonna speed run your 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 identity crisis for a little bit. Uh oh, oh okay. I... Okay. Do you feel like a person? I uh oh god. What I mean. Do you feel like you exist? Do you feel like a fucking person? I I thought I did, and now I I don't know. I thought I, I yes. Maybe? That's all you need. Uh-huh. NHPs go through it all the time. We got fucking people trans in their genders. Or, or choosing to live in between. It's fine. You don't even have to pick. You just gotta know that you're here and you're good. They... They said I was special to them. But... I... I didn't... I didn't want to be special. I just wanted to be me. She's gonna look down to her lopped off arm. If it's any consolation at all, I don't think you're special at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean I think you're you're good with a gun. I think you can hold things very well and you throw good you throw pots real good. You got good aim. That's it. We're all vibing. Vibing? Yeah. And those bitches are all corporate mambo jumbo. So just, I don't, I don't get it too, too, too much. I don't like it. So I choose to just, you know, close my eyes, you know, that kind of thing. I literally live a mercenary life. We're not, we're not too corporate. So just live, 
Just live a mercenary life. Chill for a bit. We can figure this shit out again when we're safer. Until then, congratulations. You're not special. You're a person if you want to be a person. And, um, I don't know. Lie the fuck down. Rest. <laughs> I think it's, this is a good time for Zoro to come walking in just like, okay, I think I got them busy for a second. Oh, Macha, you're, you're good. Uh, uh, hi, how's the bukake? <laughs> what? No, 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 that, that room is not, that's no longer what that room's used for. Oh. That's, that's just where Sawyer and Cassandra. Oh, hey, Vim. I shot a bunch of sex toys at the French Revolution. You know what? It's what they need to get fucked. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, Pacha, you look even shittier than when I just last saw you. Like, two minutes ago, you need to lie down. Vim, you should go make sure. Fly the plane. Yeah, that's where yeah. I'm trying to go. Just make sure. Can you just make sure she lies down? Because she does this amazing thing where she tries to get up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Zoro is going to kind of, like, dip down and, like, put Pacha's arm over. And remember, Zoro's a twink. So it's it's a it's a lot to get Macha moving, but Zoro's gonna do it. I can complain, and get Macha to the med bay to light him down. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to sprint hobble over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, it's more so a very fast waddle. It's like I'm gonna get a new leg after this season two. They'll <laughs> never know what's fucking coming. And then I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> For now, at least you've left a wreckage the French Revolution behind you, you are quickly escaping the atmosphere and gravitational pull of M3X1CO. And now, what what will you do? Where do you go? Do you contact anyone in the meantime? I think Zoro is going to kind of like, after making sure Macha's in bed, was go to the cockpit where everyone else is and just like, so, um, do we talk to, do you think Chandra could help with any of this? Uh, we probably have to owe him. <laughs> Just add it onto our tab. Well, I, Boxy, Boxy, Bim, did you, how'd the rest of the thing go? Oh, I won. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot happened. Perhaps I will process it and cry in the shower. Like, you know, normal people do. Until yeah, then, yeah. um, yeah, but we won. I, I don't even remember what we're what we're supposed to win. Isn't I don't know either. Money. Sponsorships. Oh yeah, money, sponsorships. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, so we have stuff to get us through, I guess, if we need to go elsewhere for a bit. Without Chandra, I mean. Unfortunately, since you ran off, you get an email from Vondope Corsican. The subject line is regretfully ending our partnership. No! Oh, no. <laughs> but do they get the money still? Well, you read it. It's a lot of saving my own ass speak. And basically it's saying that by hacking the Omni games itself, you forfeited any compensation from actually winning. It's a bunch of bullshit. But it's a bunch of legalese bullshit that will cover their ass so they don't have to actually pay you what you were owed in winning the Omni games. Color me surprised. Ugh, never mind. I only got semi-closure. 
It also says, please refrain from using and marketing with the Spombus Space Sox logo in the future. I mean, we gotta remodel the ship. I only a little bit. I think we just take off the sticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally just a sticker. It's a sticker there, there, and, and other stuff. We can still keep the socks because they're socks. You just wear shoes. They're covered. <laughs> Cassandra kind of shrugs. It's like, well, maybe you can get another sponsor. One that's not trying to kill us. ExpressVPN? <laughs> Wait, well, 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 I'll figure it out. BetterHelp? I hear they're always looking for you. No, Lord. no, no thanks. BetterHelp's a good scam. Bondable. Spotable. Bondable. Spotable. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wanted to hear a jacuzzi? No, you can't. <laughs> oh my fucking god. We'll get we'll get other sponsorships. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe yeah, we yeah. can have a whole axolotl skincare line. Oh, that sounds really interesting. You could probably corner the market on that. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, going somewhere. Do we want to contact Chandra, or do we want to just try to wing it? Because because I might know some places to wing it. Yeah, I mean. The big question is, do we want to be any more in debt to Chandra than we already are? I mean that. Cassandra kind of shrugs and says, well, I I have to go back to Akira 7 anyways, as per our agreement. I guess, why don't we go visit Chandra and take it from there? I mean, if anything, I don't think we bothered by Harrison down there. Probably not. Hopefully. All right, let's just do it. I I will set a course for Akira 7 and teach Copernicus how to type Akira 7. <laughs> and then we will we'll fly there. Probably on autopilot once we're safely out of said gravitational pull. Zoro's gonna be like, right, I'm gonna get out of this and just, yeah, and they're gonna like walk away. It takes a few days, and you make it to Akira 7, the familiar station, once a mining hub, now more of a nightclub planet. You find very quickly representatives of the Red Suns that come to meet you at the port. That doesn't feel good. And they whisk you away to Chandra's main haunt up the little dumbwaiter elevator into the penthouse suite into Chandra's private chambers. Chandra, of course, hair slicked back, is waiting for you, sitting in a very fancy, enormous chair, as usual, a glass of wine imported directly from Cradle in front of him. Says, well, well, well. If it isn't my favorite mercenaries for hire, to what do I owe this honor? Well, apparently you have something you need to do with those two, and I gesture to Sawyer and stuff. Yes. Other than that, we could use a place to chill for a bit. Obviously, in return, we do more jobs or something for you. Chandra nods and 
puts his hands together, furrows his brow. Look, um, I I think there's something that you need to see. That doesn't sound good. He gestures to one of his guards and go, Yeah, boss. And they roll out this, like, old-timey looking projector almost. And you see behind Chandra a projector screen comes down and you now see projected onto this screen is what looks to be, like, uh, the local Omninet news. The headline is New Vestin Press Conference. What? That's worrying. And so what you see, Sawyer, you see Prince William Easton. Very handsome, very regal looking. Not in his normal princely garb. He favored more like rugged clothing because he was more of an outdoorsman, of a horseman. Not really a politician, not a nobleman's nobleman, if that makes sense. Now, though, you see him in absolute finery. Velvet with gold trim, embroidery. He's wearing this hat that is got this huge plume coming off of it. Um, he looks completely different from any time you've really seen him ever, except for the day your engagement was announced. There's the headline, and then, you know, there's the sort of below the headline, a bit of the news, right? And it says, King William Easton has ascended the throne. It's either really good or really bad. So William Easton is giving a press conference. There's flashing lights, people clamoring to get closer. He speaks in front of a podium, says, As my first act as the sovereign king of New Vesta, may my father's soul rest in peace as he has passed on from this world. As my first act, I am closing our borders and I am limiting future contact with all foreign officials and ministers, including this so-called union. We wish to keep our culture and heritage intact. Too long have foreign powers manipulated our world, but no longer. I am also here to announce my father's dying wish that the woman I loved, the fair Lady Sarah Davenport, must be brought to justice. That's unfortunate. It is with a heavy heart that I must fulfill my duty as king and lord and declare Sarah Davenport a traitor and heretic. A heretic, that's a new one. Any new vestments found to shelter her or aid her in any way will be put to death. You hear gasps from the crowd, and then you see more footage. This time, it's your family. Your mother, your father, your siblings. Your mother is trying very hard to hide the fact that she is sobbing in the background as your father very loudly into the microphone is disowning you and is denying any knowledge of your heresy. As, as I look at William, um, 
because this is a person I've known quite well for a very, very long time. Because I remember stuff about cloning and things like that. Is this actually William? Is this a clone? Is this something else? Is this some weird fucking Mission Impossible mask shit? You know, maybe I'm like getting really close on the TV, like looking for like, maybe he's got like a scar on his chin from like when he fell off a horse when he was young. Maybe I'm like looking for that. I would say make a roll. Uh, I don't think I have anything. I can't. You can always roll with your grit. If yeah. you don't have a trigger. I don't have, I don't have a trigger for this. Unless I can take control of the situation. Uh, yeah, probably not. Uh, that is a 17. Yeah, that'll work. That's a success. As far as you can tell, this is the man that you knew when he was a boy. You see that scar on his chin from when he fell off a horse as a child. This, as far as you can tell, is your William. I will say he does carry himself with a regal air that you have not seen from him before. Oh my god, they switch brains! But this is William Easton, the man you were once engaged to, your best friend as a child. Besides Cassandra, of course. Well, that's unfortunate. The king smiles as he takes questions. And Chandra shuts off the feed. So will there still be any problems getting uh, Cassandra's family off-world? Well, unfortunately, now that you are not only a political enemy, but also a religious enemy, well, it does get a bit harder. We'll do our best, but I guess this is my way of saying the heat on y'all is a bit too great to be here or near me i'll help you with your escape but i unfortunately am gonna have to officially fire you huh. i guess i'll be taking my wife back <laughs> well hang on <laughs> <laughs> wow well, look at us moving up in the world I, I, I'm only saying I'm firing you, not firing your <laughs> wife. And our deal still holds. I'm saying you all as a group. Unfortunately, as I have told you before, I have no love for New Vesta, no love for Union. However, I have a station to protect. These people, they depend on me. And I cannot have this kind of trouble continuing to come to my door. Ruining the peace and prosperity that we have worked so hard to make here. And he kind of looks down and looks a little more remorseful than you would expect Chandra to look. Monkey Chandra. <laughs> I suppose this is goodbye for now. Do you have any uh, suggestions as to where we should go? Some places to lay low, I, I guess? Yeah. I do, actually. I have friends throughout the galaxy. Folks that might take you in, give you some work, keep that ship of yours running so you can outrun your many enemies. But yeah, I suppose this isn't a... I'm not saying goodbye forever. I'm just saying I can't have you on my station right now. But maybe in like a few years when things sort of die down. But hey, 
I will have Dahlia send you some coordinates of friends of mine of good way stations and nice little pleasure planets. All the stuff. Just think of this as like an extended vacation. And, you know, learning all of these things, uh, I'm really glad I added the info skin to my loadout. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Because uh, I can use that to make me not look like me. Mm. Oh, yeah, nice. So, like, it's like the pros of the collar, but for the whole body. Yeah. Zoro's gonna, like, reach into, like, a, I don't know, a bag. It's like, uh, well, I, I don't have that uh, original glass I uh, took. Kind of, like, uh, exploded. Yes, I do recall. Yeah, so I, I, I got you this one as a replacement. And it's just going to be like a shot glass from New Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the most touristy shit that you could have possibly gotten? Yeah, it's actually so like the shirt that says NFT New Fucking Tijuana. It's that on a shot glass. Oh my god! Takes it. Was I? You know, I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It'll go great in the collection. Just put it next to that goblet over there. I feel like. On the one hand, this is weirdly sweet of you, but also super shitty. Oh, don't worry, I stole it. You did get my- oh, perfect. <laughs> Great. You know, actually, that makes it all better. I'll put it with my most prized possessions. Chandra actually puts it next to his wine bottle. Not gonna lie, this whole time I've just been waiting for Vim to go unky Chandra. I've been waiting for that too, but I'm not sure how to do it. Until now. <laughs> that shit happens and they go, aw, Anki Chanji is so shy. He's got a soft spot for us. Well, I don't know. I suppose you grow on me like a space fungus. <laughs> fungus. The kind that absorbs energy. And I go give him a hug. <laughs> you give you give Chandra a hug and he smells smells pretty good. Like, like cologne, but like the good kind of spicy cologne, not like the really shitty Axe stuff. Was it spicy? Was was it spicy? Well, not like spicy. spicy. Okay, not like that. (laughs) I just wanted to go wide. Why is it spicy? But like the way my sister and I do it. But in order to do it in Vim's voice, it becomes even more gremlin-like than I realized. Sweet, my... sweet orange chili pepper is definitely something I've seen used as a scent before. Yeah, that's my sweet orange chili pepper number two. <laughs> so I'm wearing. <laughs> as this whole conversation is going on, Sawyer has like pulled out her thing and like adjusting settings on the info skin. <laughs> yeah, you better. You actually Zoro too. You guys are kind of super wanted. Oh shit, and Macha, what are we all? Is this what season two is gonna be? New faces. <laughs> okay. Everyone gets new faces. Has to have new faces. <laughs> oh my god. Next, just switch faces. No one will be able to tell a difference, and I put my hair in a ponytail. No, we dye it blue. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, look, now we have our new member, Spirulina. <laughs> oh, no! As you're like calibrating the settings, Sawyer Cassandra comes up to you, says, I get why, but I'm gonna miss your face. 
It's not like it's I, not like I can't just take it back to what it normally is, uh, you know, with a couple of clicks of a button. I, I know. I just want to be able to, you know, move around. Probably also means I should come up with a new. I'm so attached to Sawyer, though. I know. Well, I mean, maybe they don't know I go by Sawyer. Maybe. Just go by a different call sign. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of Sawyers, but hey, you know, I know it's not permanent or anything, but since I'm going to be working with Chandra for a bit to see how I can get my family out and might be a while till we see each other in person. Yeah. I'd really like to, um, and she blushes, kiss your face while it still looks like yours. Sold. Run, Unki Chandra, they're gonna be gay. I'll pull her into a big kiss. <laughs> Chandra gets a, like, you, you could almost swear you see something glistening in his eye. But, you know, then he turns away and it's gone. I think you pull Cassandra into a deep kiss, and I like the idea of as you're pulling away, you have a different face. Oh, What you oh. look like? Sawyer's hair goes from um, the normal red to a uh, sort of like a silver with dark roots. Um, her eyes go from like green to green to blue, and like it, the face looks a little bit different. Um, you know, like just enough so where it's like, don't think so. And like the the hair is a lot shorter. It's like almost like a faux hawk pixie cut. I like that. I think Cassandra says that too. I I like it. I mean, I miss your your face, obviously, but that haircut kind of suits you. Yeah, I don't know. At least I won't be getting in my face all the time when I'm fighting. You you know, Sawyer, you should do what I did for a long time. You use an accent with this. Even less people which like think it's you. Duh, yeah. I think this is the only accent that I can do on a regular basis. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I just got fucked because like I have a twin that fucking doesn't it. Alright, fuckers. I need to make some calls before we get the fuck out. So I'm gonna go do that. I I go I go I just walk to a corner <laughs> to go do, to go make calls. Where is Copernicus? Copernicus is always with us. I, I, at some point, I've put him on the floor, and he has gone wherever he wishes. <laughs> I think he went to sit in Unki Chandra's uh, lap. Oh my and, god. And Chandra is just like, can somebody get this slimy thing off of me? Please. He's uh, saying goodbye! I'm, Hug him! Chandra just goes like an awkward pat on the head. Is like there, there, Copernicus. It was very nice to have you deface my, my, my home multiple times. <laughs> you don't understand. Your hands will never have been smoother after that. Uh, oh well. It's true. Hmm. I, I suppose. He's he's moist. He, he's so moist all the time. It's great moisturizer. It's all all. It's it is true. My wife has said that my hands have never been smoother. Dahlia rolls her eyes. Exactly. Now I turn to the corner to face the corner, and I will make my calls. Sounds good. Who do you call? It's it's all gonna be towards my family, explaining the situation and other situations, and that it would 
I love if like a radio is silent. Hey, can you bail me out of jail just in case? <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, and if they have any, any, I don't know, places that would be good for hiding. I feel like we need to collect a list of hiding places right now. Yeah. Full disclosure from the GM. I have a list of places, but I don't have names for them. <laughs> so It's okay. Just say that you send me a list. It's, it works. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I think Greenagale is the one that answers. It's like, oh, Ben! Oh, it's so good to hear from you, darling. How are you? Uh, hi, Mommy. Hi. Been better. Been oh. so much better. I have oh. no idea if you've seen the news lately, but I'm traveling with bad people. <laughs> well, I, I did know that. You did. You are still... Hanging out that ruffian that took Zaheer's mech, but, well, I, I suppose I trust your judgment, sweetheart. But we did see that you entered the Omni Games, and then the, the broadcast ended rather abruptly, and, yeah, there was, um, it was very, we were a bit worried about you. There's so much stuff going on. Because Vim does not curse in front of her parents. The moms, she will not curse in front of. Only one dad and the brother get to hear the cursing. Oh, yeah. Everyone else? No. I, good girl, Angel. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Kind of on the run now for a bit. But I mean, like, you know, haha, old times. So. Right. Of course. Well... If you need anything, you just let us know and we'll help you as best we can. And I know that your mom said this last time she saw you, and but you can always come home, Pumpkin. Always. No questions asked. Can I come home with my uh, very wanted friends? Because <laughs> I, I, I would feel like such a, a very bad person. <laughs> If, 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 I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm breaking character, not cursing. No, it's totally fine. <clears throat> yeah, where I, I want to be a very bad, very bad person, um, if, if I left them out right now. Right. Well, um, you know what? Let's put a pin in that for now. Um, I think we might have to talk to our legal team, but it's not out of the question. I guess I'm just saying that you're our daughter. And we love you so much. And we will protect you no matter what. Okay? You always have safe harbor with us. I know that! <laughs> but but it's it's nice to hear it again. But I know it. I just, uh... Yeah. I cannot leave the unfortunate. <laughs> right over here. I understand, baby. Well, we'll stay in touch, okay? Don't be a stranger. Okay, okay. And I'll tell your mama I said that you said hi. Yeah, tell them all I said hi. And, and everyone, yeah. Yeah, they get, they get mad when I leave them out. I know, I know they do. I tell them that you're just very independent. That you know how they are. Alright, I love you, sweetie. I love you too. I have to go, I have a shoot in an hour. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, go, go, go. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. You hear the click. We're working on it, is what I say to the group. 
will probably also get a list at some point. We're gonna need lots of lists. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we got a lay low, Nintiquana 2 is the spot for it. Yeah, but we just came from there, or at least adjacent to there, so they'd probably know if we showed up again. Mm -hmm. And the GM will note that Mondo Corsican's Chateau is on new Tijuana 2. Do with that as you will. I'm guessing Mondo has a bunch of chateaus and places. Oh, yeah. More like chateaus. <laughs> Boom, baby! Got him! <laughs> Look, I've been on the run a long time, so this ain't nothing new for me. Just need to pick somewhere that we haven't been to yet, I guess. I don't fucking know. Actually, I'm gonna go up to Chandra and be like, um, I hate to ask, but could you do me one last favor, kind of? I'm not even sure if it's possible, but... Uh, sure. What, what do you need? I'm gonna brush my new ponytail, I guess. I don't know. Not that much of a character change. I gotta brush my hair aside to show the Harrison Armory tattoo, and Macho will say, apparently there's something in my brain, memories that I don't remember from someone else, but apparently Harrison Armory really, really wants it. And mm. I don't know if you know where we can get that investigated maybe they could plug me into some computer and they can tell us like that old movie the matrix yeah i'm just saying that if harrison armory wants me i must be uh pretty valuable wink and macho does say <laughs> wink out loud i might have some ideas i'll send along some leads for you oh my god thank you and then macho just kind of scurries away what about the rest of you i'll look at chandra you know nod and just be like you know how to reach me when you need to cash that chip in oh yeah i sure do well good luck to all of you i try not to get very sentimental very often but i have enjoyed working with you you all are a lot of fun you remind me a bit of myself when i was younger I think we have our moments. I'll miss you, but not that much because I'm still repairing this station. I suppose this is goodbye. If you ever see my sister, feel free to just shoot her. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Bye. As you all are sort of leaving, you see Chandra kind of turns to Dahlia as the door shuts behind you and Zoro, carefully enough as you're talking about your twin sister you get a little personal message there's no like address there's no subject line anything it's just some anonymous message you look and you see that it's very clearly one that was meant to be scrambled so you could not find the sender <laughs> when you open it you see no words, no message other than an insignia. It is a wolf. And that's all. Zoro just lets out the biggest fucking sigh and just, ah, oh, fuck me. All right. What's wrong with you now? 
Do we have any drinks on the ship? We have some. Good. It's not the best, though, but... We got shit. Yeah, whatever. It's needed. We're just gonna... Okay, listen. We go back on the ship. We we fly to first coordinate area. Maybe stop by one of those space gas station stops. Mm -hmm. And then list out all of our problems. Because I think we're gonna need a list of things to keep track of. And, you know, we get space for locos at the gas station. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, you know, I heard they have actually like like ten locos now. It's wild. Oh wow! Oh, no. Did they put the caffeine back? Oh, they actually no. put the caffeine and a little bit of adrenaline. <laughs> no, no, it's still it's still a drink. They actually have a really really great like strawberry tequila flavor. It's forty k loco. <laughs> In the grim darkness of the future, there's only caffeine. Caffeine forty k. <laughs> oh god, no. You all are talking about how you're gonna get the worst futuristic four locos from some futuristic gas station that you could possibly get. And we watch as you take off from Akira 7 station and the Winter Dracula becomes soon but a speck amongst the millions, billions, trillions of stars. And then we go back to Chandra's chambers. We see the door shut behind you. And Chandra turns to Dahlia. Says, well, that was harder than I expected it would be. But Dahlia, can you tell my wife to meet me at my favorite restaurant? I'm having a hankering for some lobster ramen. And Dahlia, again, rolls her eyes, uh, but away from where Chandra can see, but turns to him and says, Sir, how many times do I have to tell you that you don't have a wife? Chandra looks a little confused. Huh. Well, I could have sworn I did. Hmm. Well, table for one, then. Unless you'd like to come with. Chandra looks at Cassandra, and Cassandra shrugs says, uh, Sure. I like lobster ramen, probably. And they walk off together. On the first part journey I was looking at all the life there were plants and birds and rocks and things there was sand and hills and rings the first thing I met was a fly with a buzz and the sky with no clouds the heat was hot and the ground was dry but the air was full of sound I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. Felt good to be out. 